Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. The story from British Columbia with the B.C. Court of Appeal deciding that even though British Columbians' charter rights, the life and security of the person are being infringed on by wait lists for diagnostic or surgical benchmarks for health conditions which may be life-threatening, and thereby exposing these patients to premature death, British Columbians are nevertheless not permitted to purchase private insurance to cover medical services by healthcare professionals who would bill above the public health rate. Uh, joining us is Dr. Brian Day. He's the founder of Camby Clinics in uh, in uh, Camby Surgeries in British Columbia. Dr. Day, good to talk to you again. It's been a long time. I, I, I guess in a way I expected a different decision from the court. Did you? Um, well, we hoped for it, but and, and we're disappointed. But you know, they did identify errors um, in the trial judge, and and one of the things they came up with was um, was that, that people people's life is being threatened uh, within this health system. But they they the, the, they made the very strange um, interpretation that it's worthwhile to let people suffer and die on wait lists because of the, the that they think that there might be a better, a greater good for society as a whole. And of course, countries around the world um, show that that's not the case. Canada is the only country in, in on the planet where it's unlawful to have a, a non-government option when you're on a, a date, when you have a, a dangerous medical condition that might kill you. Yeah, and it's not even all of Canada. British uh, Quebec has, for 17 years now, had a provision that's applicable only to Quebec from the Supreme Court of this country, which allows what you wanted in BC essentially to be fact in Quebec, correct? Yes, I mean, basically what we um, have argued for is that, uh, and that is that all Canadians deserve the protection and should have the same rights under the Charter that the highest Canadian court, the Supreme Court of Canada, gave to Quebecers in 2005. And and if this decision stands as is, we really do have a two-tier system in Canada, one, one for Quebecers and another for the, for the rest of us. Is this case now undoubtedly, and you've been at this for years, is this case undoubtedly going to the Supreme Court of Canada and you believe that it will then extend beyond British Columbia, or are we going to be looking at a potentially province-by-province province reality as healthcare in this country uh, suffers? We just spoke with the president of the Canadian Medical Association, and, uh, and, and no doubt in uh, Dr. Catherine Smart's mind that our, our healthcare, our public healthcare, is in a catastrophic situation. So is it going to the Supreme Court, and do you expect it to be province-by-province? Well, I, I don't think it will be province by province. I think that if we don't go to the Supreme Court and we haven't made a decision yet, um, the system in any case is going to implode because, I mean, just in last year, 11,500 Canadian patients died on public wait lists and they are denied by law uh, anyway off that wait list. And that, um, and, and, you know, in our... 76% of the population across the country, and it's higher in Alberta and BC and Quebec, 76% um, overall wanted us to win this lawsuit. So this is a, a strange form of democracy that we are participating in. And, and you, know, you know, as a, as a 
former law dean um, from the Osgoode Hall, Patrick Monaghan, wrote a few years ago. He's now a Superior Court judge in Ontario. And as a democratic society, can, can it, it must be wrong, wrong and immoral to cause innocent people to die in, in order to justify a system that you believe, without evidence, is, is improving the welfare of others. It, it, you can't kill innocent people in a, in a, in a free and democratic society. That, but that's, you know, that's not going to happen. We know from countries like England, and it was actually evidence in, in, the, tri- in the trial, that actually having a, an option um, improves the public system. Yeah. In layman's terminology, for people across the country now who are really deeply interested in this because hundreds of thousands of surgeries have been postponed in Canada, we know that. People are not getting their diagnostic tests even for deadly uh, illnesses like cancer. In layman's terminology, what would your objective have accomplished? What would the potential scenarios have been? It would be to eliminate this system of ours. We have 14 health systems. So, so for instance, next Thursday, I'll be operating on patients from Alberta in, in Vancouver, but they're not allowed to have the same surgery in Alberta. So we don't have a health system in Canada. We have 14 health systems, and that's where the money goes. The money's going into these massive bureaucracies, you know, 14 ministers of health and the deputy ministers and associate deputies and assistant deputies are not going to give up their, their jobs and jurisdictions. We have patients suffering and dying on wait lists. That, that, that even this, this court has accepted that patients are dying. And they just said it's it, to maintain this system, which on the one hand is rated the lowest of developed countries for, ac- for access in lower income groups, that the, so, the poor and the underprivileged suffer more in Canada than the wealthy, that, that we're the most inequitable system of all those um, of, of other, uh, compared to 10 countries that have universal health care. And, and you, you know, one of the problems we face is, is politicians should be addressing this, and, and uh, they haven't. The judges should be addressing it, and they haven't. And you do need to understand, I mean, it's, it's, it's time for the people to rise up and say that 76%, and as I said, it's 80% in BC and Alberta, need to voice their opinions to their politicians and say, look, if the courts are afraid of this, we don't want you to be afraid of it. We're, after mm-hmm. all, we're asking for a system like socialist countries like Sweden and Denmark and Belgium and England have. We're not asking for an American-style quote system. Uh, we, we want um, a little bit of competition. We want, we want a patient who is at risk of dying to have a way out of that dilemma and, and to have a, over 11,500 Canadians dying on public wait lists in a free and democratic society with no recourse, to me, is just morally, ethically, and legally wrong. Yet the British Columbia government is happy at the decision by the court, as you well know. I've also received emails from listeners who have concerns that any change to the public system would mean there would be a two-tier healthcare system. If you don't have the economic means to purchase insurance, you're out of luck. Well, well, the answer to that is, do you really think wealthy people suffer? Think of the United States. And not, and even, I mean, the people, the patients I'm operating on next week from Alberta, they're not wealthy. They, they, are, they are choosing to not go on vacation 
so they can get, get back to work or, or get back active again. This is not about wealth. This is the, the, the and seven, you know, the other point being, we don't consider, consider the fact that 70% of the public already have private insurance for the things that the government refuses to cover. Things like prescription drugs and ambulances and physiotherapy and dentistry, which in other countries like England and New Zealand and Sweden are covered in the public plan. We have a bad plan. It's the most expensive now, according to the Canadian Institute for Health Information, 12.7% of our GDP on healthcare. The only more expensive system in the world is the U.S., and of course they don't have a public system. So we have the most expensive system of all countries that have universal health care, and we are the worst performer. Okay. Well, it sounds in a way, we just have a few seconds, but it sounds as though the British Columbia court has paved the way for the Supreme Court to make a decision similar to, to the one no, that it made. But, uh, you know, everybody, this is, this is such a political thing. They, 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 um, they, they, I don't think judges are confident enough to make these decisions because they, they perceive it as being such a big picture and I don't think politicians are. Therefore the people have to rise up, I think, and, and, and say, we can't, the trouble is until it affects you or your family, you're not maybe aware of it. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.